Do you hate spiders? Do you really hate spiders? Well, they don't like you either. This is Slashers, a horror movie podcast brought to you by three goons on, well, we might be changing it from Wednesday in the near future. Who gives a damn? How's it going, gang? If you want us to change the release date to Monday, it seems there was overwhelming support to do that. Please just reinforce that idea. Send us a, a message on Instagram, on Facebook. Let us know. It seems that if we go on Monday, we have the highest level of competition because so many other podcasts go on Monday. But if we go on Wednesday, so many people don't you know, listen to podcasts over the weekend that we kind of get lost in the weekend shuffle. So it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't scenario. To my right is Jimothy returning super quickly after his initial, his bon voyage christening. Uh, Bud, back by popular demand. How the hell goes it? Good. I'm just so good you guys had to have me over on again. I, honestly, you did a really fair job considering <laughs> last time we were like, hey, it's two hours before filming. You want to do it? And you were like, got nothing better to do. Just going to sit here with my thumb up my butt. But now I'm going to be on your show. <laughs> and this week, we gave you four hours of advance notice. <laughs> Big bump. Oh, God. To my left is Chad. Chad, greet the people. Greetings. That's it? Yeah. Give me something more. Um, Howdy. Okay, there, cowpoke. Sorry. So I started <laughs> a fancy, fun, new little ditty thingamajig that I want to be doing. We are gaining listeners at a startling rate compared to what I was expecting for this show. And I want to make sure that we're as accessible for everybody. I being Jake, that's the voice that you're hearing right now, the person that you're seeing if you're watching on YouTube. So if this is your first time listening to the show, our buddy, Jason Hill, 63, Describes it like those Friday night conversations at the rental store with the guys behind the counter. Dude, so. that was me. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I'm not even supposed to be here today. So you guys, I haven't done any singing yet. Are you guys ready for my singing? It's a clever idea I came up with as we're doing the movie. Like this is where I can I can work in the name of the movie organically. Okay, let's see it. Hold me, love me, hold me, love me. I ain't got nothing but love, babe. Eight-legged freaks. <laughs> right? Instead of the Beatles, the Spitals. Fuck you guys. <laughs> That's as clever as I'm going to be today. Oh. Jiminy Jesus. Well, I, I've been saying, I've been, for some reason, I've been saying Christ on ice a lot, and I keep thinking of Jack from The Shining. <laughs> so yeah, eight-legged freaks. Which one of your dumbasses had the bright idea to do this movie? You. Oh, that's right. Because <laughs> I like everything with David Arquette, even if it sucks. Oh, dude, I am right there with you. Especially if it sucks. Yes. He's one of those guys who, like, if he did a good movie, I'd be disappointed. Yeah. Like, if Kevin Smith actually made me cry, like, he keeps promising he's going to do with Jane Silent Bob Reboot, I'm be like, fuck you, man. Um, I just wanted a dick joke, and I wanted to think about the the thing's penis. Dude, Jay looks ragged. Dude, now, <laughs> okay, he needs fucking veneers or something in the front because his teeth are so short. He has that extra top lip thing. It freaks me out and makes me sad. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? No. Jason Muse. Like he's, he had issues with drug abuse yeah, and yeah. stuff, but he was like a handsome guy. But then now he's got extra top lips. So it's kind of got like a duckish bill to the lips. Yeah. You'll see it. Constant duck lips. It's a little weird, but you know, he seems to be in good spirits and stuff and he seems to be clean and sober. Seems to be healthier. Yeah. He's a dad. He's funny still. Yeah. So that works. Sure. I'll, I'm going to see Jay and Silent Bob reboot, even if it sucks. Like so I, many people are poo-pooing it. But I just watched the original just to get ready for the movie. Oh, Strike Back? Yep. Dude, that's a fun movie. Like 
With Cockknocker? You just yeah. have to think of the stand. Oh, I have a heartbreaking thing for you. So, you know, Cockknocker uh, was Mark Hamill. Yes. In the reboot, it was going to be Macaulay Culkin, but he backed out. He did? Yeah, he had like some personal issues. Oh. Yeah, but I actually started listening to Macaulay Culkin's show, Bunny Ears. It's not bad. I'll have to listen. Yeah. I mean, for a guy who's lived the kind of life that he has, I mean, he's super relatable, charming. Uh, he keeps things moving. You know, a little bit, you know, kind of bizarre, a little left to center, but that's coming from a guy who yells onto a microphone all the time. Yeah, but you have to give any kid that becomes famous, you have to give him like so much leeway because it's just crazy. Like yeah. The- being super famous and super rich real fast. The fact that he didn't go Danny Bonaducci is right. a testament. And then his, when you compare their success, like who is a more successful child actor than Macaulay Culkin? So then you add his level of normalcy. It's like exponentially better than his contemporaries. Right. Well, even if you go with like Drew Barrymore, who was also young actress, kid, she went crazy. And then now she's like settled down and great. But yeah, it took a while. My favorite brand of Drew Barrymore is when she was married to Tom Green. <laughs> yes. I love Tom Green. I don't give a fuck. People are like, oh, it's just shock humor. Yes. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. For I, the for when it came out, it was pretty hilarious. It was this weird type of provocativeness that was just absurd and it was fun. Uh, but right. then everything kind of became it was just like raw, like jackass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he Which was, I still watch. I love Jackass. Yeah. Well, of course. There's a certain like primal element to your brain where it's like I seeing people get hit in the nuts is funny. And that's <laughs> a, this is one of the things that drives me fucking nuts. People watch America's Funniest Home videos and they're like, oh, the guy getting hit in the nuts is hilarious. But then a guy doing a butt chug in a movie is like, oh, it's so taboo. It's like, well, really, you're talking about gonads <laughs> in some capacity, right? Right. I watched uh, one of the Jackass movies with my father-in-law a couple oh, yes. of weeks ago. <laughs> we didn't watch the whole thing. Was but- he high AF? Probably. That's awesome. <laughs> it's okay. But uh, he's never going to watch this. No. That's the great part about this show. I say mean shit about people I know all the time. No one has ever called me out and be like, excuse me, were you saying my girlfriend was a troll? <laughs> yes, I was. And she is. <clears throat> I believe it's the wife now. But, um. Whoa! <laughs> you sundry people are going to hear <laughs> Oh, my God. I love this. Nobody There's so know. much inside humor here, guys. You got to just, oh, so tasty. <laughs> yeah. So we we watched, I don't know which one it was. And I'm dying inside because it's so funny. And he was, he just did not. And I thought he would enjoy a lot of it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I figured he would have liked it too. Yeah. Really? I totally would have so stupid. <laughs> yes, it is. That's the point of it. I remember seeing it in theaters with Chad. Yeah. And it was so packed. There were people sitting on the on the steps. Yep. And I think even some of our friends were sitting on the steps watching. <laughs> and I've never been in a theater that was so loud and so raucous with laughter yes. than the Jackass movies. No. I remember seeing, I think three came out when I was in law school. What a delightful little break. You know, you go <laughs> from reading hundreds of pages a day and legalese and very black and white and gray when you deal with whatever. And then you just go and you're watching guys just slap each other with fake dicks. <laughs> Who could ask for anything more? Oh, it's great. So I guess we'll talk about the movie that we're supposed to talk about instead of Jackass. But if Johnny Knoxville <laughs> ever wants to make a horror movie, oh, I'll watch it. All his so, movies are horror movies. But I will not say I will not watch anything with Bam Margera. Super annoying. I don't know what it is. I have no patience for. Yeah. Here's your fun trivia. CKY, who also used to do the Jackass style stuff, the band. 
that dude is married to the broad from Sleepaway Camp. Yes, I knew that. I actually listened to her podcast on, what's that one? She was married. Friday, whatever. Casualties Friday, I think is their podcast. Married one day. They got married in one day. Wow. And they've been together for like 15, 16 years, something like that. That's crazy to me. (laughs) There, There are stories like that. Okay, so can I tell you a fun little anecdote before we get into this? I don't know what the fuck it has to do with anything. There's a musician, Laura Jane Grace, who is formerly Tom Gable, and that transition came out while I was in law school. And I remember that transition like broke my heart because she stayed with her wife and it was this beautiful, like this article, this expose that Rolling Stone did was like, oh, it's so nice. And I was like, I'm going to die alone. <laughs> and then I ended up meeting my wife. But that was, well, I couldn't find a girl to just not be fucking crazy, much less love me regardless of my <laughs> sex slash gender slash whatever. Okay. What? I'm just making banter. There's no plot to this movie, fuckers. Uh, yes, that is very true. I can't wait for the recapitation. Bugs. Yep. The end. Fine. Is it time for trivia? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Jesus. Criminy Christ. <laughs> this is inspired by a short film from the director slash writer Ellery Elkayem. Larger Than Life came out in 1998. It is available on YouTube. You should watch it. It's in black and white and it's delightful. Is it better than this movie? No. Is it made to be funny? It plays for laughs, yeah. Okay. I think the characters are supposed to be like melodramatic 50s kind of characters, Hmm. which you can see the references to, like the kid is watching them at one point and the black and white and oh my God. Right, right. So anyway, shall I just keep going with trivia? Did you have any this week that you want to return fire with? I actually had some and they did not save on my Google Drive. The only one that I had was the title change. Go ahead. So the title was not originally Eight-Legged Freaks, and that was ad-libbed by David Arquette. The original title was A Rack Attack, which uh, didn't play very well with a lot of terrorist attacks. Yeah. So In Austria, France, Germany, Italy, Portugal, Spain, Belgium, it's all called A Rack Attack. Some of those had subtitles. So, yeah. Yeah, kind of interesting. And they drop the line three times in the movie. Yes. When they're talking about, you know, in the tank, in the real life. Yeah, so on. A rack attack. But then they still, they didn't change it. And the only reference you get, it, and you were even joking, that that's David Arquette's best line is, you ain't like it, Franks. Yeah, I think Jimmy said that, but I totally agree yeah, with Yeah, that him. was me. Oh, well, you're the same person. I give credit yeah, to thanks. me. Credit's due. You guys are like that weird, uh, <laughs> here, I'm going to make another anime reference. You guys are the Tetsuo. You're this big, uh, fleshy amoeba <laughs> that's swallowing my garage studio. How about that? Fantastic. Ever since Vampire Hunter D, I think I've tried to crowbar in an anime reference, and I am officially out. That's the last one. That right. I, I think I've also kind of beaten Dragon Ball Z to death because I've just crowbarred that in. Like, oh, yeah, you're like a piccolo. <laughs> you know? It was- I think Akira got shelved again. As well. Oh, yeah, Taika Watiti. Because he's yep. doing uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. Yep. All about that shit, except I don't like Natalie Portman. Gonna go on the record saying it. I met her at a flea market in Pasadena years ago, and she was delightful. Her friend was rude. And I thought, oh, maybe this will make me like her as an actress. Nope, still don't. You don't like her in anything she's done? I like her in Leon the Professional. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> she's a child who smokes and is sassy. Okay. Not Black Swan? Nothing? Nope. Did not like that movie at all. Okay. What about that horrible comedy she made? Your Highness? Yeah. Nope. Did not like that movie at all. <laughs> that movie was terrible. <laughs> yeah. There's, that's what I mean. Like, I don't, it just lost on me. Her is Jane Foster. Okay. It's also in like the worst Thor movies ever. And she's one of the reasons why it's the worst. <laughs> okay. I'll give you that. Boom. This film is referenced in the badly animated adventures of Spider-Man and the Powerpuff Girls episode Arachno Romance from 2016, Buttercup. 
calls them eight-legged freaks and she goes to attack these giant spiders. How cool is that? That is actually really cool. And I love those cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> and did you know that the Powerpuff Girls movie came out two weeks before this movie? Really? What a mindfuck, huh. right? Uh, did you know there's an alternate beginning and ending? No. I'm not going to tell you what they are because they're super fucking boring. Really? Like, Jim, do you want to take those? Uh, sure. Go for I'm it. I'm just going to read off your notes. The alternate beginning is an extended version in which Harlan does a broadcast promoting the mall, after which a worker at the mall sees Wade having the toxic waste put in the basement. And the alternate ending after the mines are blown up. The townsfolk walk down a road to get help. They meet up with Pete and Harlan, who are walking through the desert. Pete trying to convince Harlan the spiders were not aliens. Afterward, Sam and Chris kiss as the scene ends. <laughs> so let's get to the ending, right? Let's just skip everything. We're not doing statistics or nicknames this week. We're just going to end the episode. Joking, obviously. <laughs> but but give us Patreon money. Yeah, How, how fucking weird is this movie that it ends... And there is no egg sack hiding. There's no spider that scampers away or twitches back to life. It's just the end of the movie. Yes. The I only am thing so you used get... to franchise building now. Right. Nothing. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say the only thing you get is like the gold teeth. Like they found the gold. So it's like a happy ending and no lead into anything creepy like for a second movie. At all. It's so weird. I mean, nowadays, it's everything has a setup for at least... Uh, like a possibility even if it's not overtly like uh you know like the ending for super mario brothers where peach comes in and she's like let's fucking do this <laughs> yes like that's a that's a cliffhanger ending more so i'm talking about just like a a, a potential for another it's so weird like even well, with the gold you could still have like a chasm or chasm or however you pronounce it like with you know with just a little spider eye going blink blink and walking away right or the shadow of a, sp a spider disappearing or See? yeah i agree or it could have been something different, like a scorpion or something. Oh, my God. I would <laughs> love know? that so right? much. As a kid who grew up watching Honey, I Shrunk the Kids way too many times. Yes. That scorpion cooks ass. Just showed my kids that. They loved it. Awesome. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about the time when my wife was pregnant that we were walking on the Pacific Electric Trail and there were thousands, not kidding, thousands of scorpions. And she's like, the one time she decided to walk in flip-flops. And she's like, what happens if you get stuck by a scorpion? I don't want to die. I don't want it to hurt the baby. And I was like, look, it's like a, a bee sting. It's really not that bad. And she's like, ah! And so ever since then, yeah, that's like her thing. All right. Mm -hmm. Terrified of scorpions? Well, I mean, she hasn't seen one in real life again. I've seen a couple of them. But oh, I, okay. I look for the creepy crawlies. She doesn't. She's like willfully unaware. Like I found two giant ass spiders in the studio today. And you were like, yeah. My wife was like, not looking. But you had a huge ass glove on. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to get bitten. <laughs> okay. Fair well, enough. First one did try to bite me. The oh. second one I just killed. <laughs> But the first one I saved because it didn't, you know, it while it tried to bite me, I think it was like a like a Shinobu kind of like honor thing. I was like, you you fought me with honor. I let you live. But the other one was a coward who tried to run away and I smeared him under my foot. It what are those wooden sad. Japanese sandals called? Oh, God. I don't know. Wooden Japanese sandal. Let Jim's me... Googling it. Wooden Japanese shoes. Oh, I should well, know this, but I don't. Geta, obviously. <laughs> you got a Geta pair of Geta. <laughs> Shall we get the statistics, gentlemen? Yes, let's do it. Dude, this is one of the weirder starts to an episode. I'm sorry. I'm all over the place this week. It's fine because this movie's kind of all over the place. Yeah, dude. Like, it's okay. So, first off, I love this movie. So, kind of like when the last time Jim was on, it was Maximum Overdrive. 
and that movie's fucking crazy and it's weird <laughs> and you shouldn't like it. Your logic brain is like, don't, please, don't put me through this. But then the rest of you, the id, is like, give me this. Oh, I want to smear spider guts on me. Oh, I, I love that that cute spider sneezes and coughs when they don't even have the same kind of respiratory system as humans. Yes, and they all have little voices. Like, so cute. <laughs> I love it. It reminds me of Gremlins. Statistics, budget, estimated $30 million, of which an estimated two-thirds, I believe, was spent on the special effects, which, hold up. Am I right? Yes, for the time period. Yeah, I mean, the effects by modern standards are like a, a decent sci-fi movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And when I say sci-fi, I'm obviously talking about the channel. If you'd like to sponsor a sci-fi, go ahead. <laughs> Don't think you will. But they put out good YouTube content. Did you know that? I did not. Sci-Fi Wire does some really cool stuff for comic books. Oh. They, like, uh, there's a few series where, like, John Ramita Jr. will be, like, drawing and explaining his method of art on camera. And they show, I found it through Stan Sakai, who does Usagi Yojimbo, who I'm obsessed with. So Okay. I think I might have even watched that, but I didn't even know what channel it was on. Random scrolling. Yeah. So, of that, the U.S. gross seventeen million three hundred twenty-two thousand six hundred six dollars now this is where the internet just decides to screw me over (laughs) three different sources for worldwide gross 45 million 19 million 28 million you're dealing with imdb the numbers box office mojo and i'm just like all right whatever yeah made money not enough money it bombed would you like to know why it bombed yes came out july 12th 2002 came out uh, number seven at the box office who was it competing with well it came out two weeks after men in black 2 you might have heard of it. Global phenomenon, even though it wasn't as good as the original. Yep. It came out the week after Halloween Resurrection, Reign of Fire, and Road to Perdition. Oh, yeah. It came out two days before K-19, The Widowmaker. I don't know if you've heard of Catherine Bigelow. The gal who did this also did Point Break and The Hurt Locker. Speaks for itself in terms of quality. And obviously, Stuart Little 2 is going to beat the fuck out of it. <laughs> it. came out the week before Austin Powers in Gold Member, and then... Three weeks before Triple X. Yeah, this is packed. For this age group, for PG-13, for comedy with action interwoven, you can't compete with those. No. Like, Men in Black is going to win. Reign of Fire. So Reign you, of Fire holds up, too. I watched it recently, and I was like, oh, I still love this movie. Batman with Dragons? <laughs> yeah. Batman with Dragons. <laughs> right. What the fuck? And you get Matthew McConaughey all badass, bald, and buff. Wow. Isn't that him? You know what? Yeah. What's funny enough, Chad, those are the words I would use to describe you as well. <laughs> you him. can jerk me off later let's continue all right <laughs> of those jim if you had one free movie ticket let's say july 2002 what are you seeing out of those is it this movie even though we've all agreed we like no rain of fire I feel like i'm kind of in the same maybe can't i haven't seen that in a long time but uh, i could see it I think I probably would have chosen Men in Black 2 because I loved Men in Black 1, but, but that's putting me in the mindset of a kid at that time because Men in Black 2 is just not good. If I was thinking at my age that time, it might have been Men in Black, but now... Yeah, looking back, I'm like, retrospective, not, Laura Flynn Boyle, get the yeah. fuck out of here, toots. <laughs> I can tell you I for sure saw Men in Black 2. Oh, absolutely. Who didn't? Did you not? Then why are you listening to this show? You should take a pause, <laughs> go watch Men in Black 2, come back, and then realize how much better we are than that fucking movie. <laughs> Yeah, and then Triple X too. You know, if you're oh yeah, I saw that as well. I see. I've never seen it, but if you're in like oh, really? dirt biking and like guns and like wee, like that's a perfect movie for yeah. it. Right? It's pretty terrible, but it was entertaining at times. Well, it spawned two sequels, one of which had Michael Bisbing, Michael oh. the Count Bisbing. 
Yeah. All right. Anyway, <laughs> runtime 99 minutes. There is definitely some fat to be trimmed on this movie, right? For sure. At least nine minutes worth. Like we were talking about them battening down the hatches at the mall. Don't need it. Nope. Some of the romance stuff falls flat. I, I really don't like the scene with ScarJo getting uh, splattered against the wall. <laughs> there are elements of it I like, but they could have just done it better. Yeah. And, you know, it, the thing is, is this is you what you get when you have a writer director. Right. Uh, because so many of their ideas are like sacrosanct and they don't, you know, throw yeah. the baby out with the bathwater. We kind of talked about the mall scene being that they could have just dialed it up and kept it going at a much higher speed with like killing the spiders and stuff, but they added a little bit more comedy that I think slowed the plot down during like the climax. You see, I found nothing comedic about it. So I was more like a dramatic kind of build and it didn't work. No, no, I agree. Like it didn't work, but like them grabbing all the weapons and stuff, I thought, yeah, they could have just had really cool, crazy kills of some more spiders and stuff. Yeah. I kept the speed going of the movie. Agreed. Like I, I watched this and I think of Dawn of the Dead and I'm like that, sequence is so fun when they're doing like the pie face zombie and everything right and then you get to this and it's just like there are some fun kills of spiders one of the funniest things in the movie uh, i cackled with and my wife looked at me like i was an idiot was one of the townsfolk gets pinned by a spider up against a sign that says want to be an organ donor yeah i was like that's (laughs) very clever in its own weird way so i would have much rather had that and just cut it but i mean in terms of it's the guy's first feature film yeah that's not bad the director Ellery Elkayem went to Christchurch Film School. Huh. I didn't even know that was a thing. Me neither. Good for them. Not the movie I would have expected. He also directed Without a Paddle, Nature's Calling, Return of the Living Dead Necropolis, Return of the Living Ugh. Dead Rave to the Grave, and has no credits since 2009. I was going to say Without a Paddle was a good movie, but I was the first one. <laughs> yeah, not the sequel. <laughs> not the sequel. Uh, for sure. So he wrote the movie along with Randy Cornfield and Jesse Alexander. Are you guys ready for the music? I'm pretty f- I'm fond of this. This gentleman, John Ottman, did Lake Placid, Usual Suspect, Halloween H2O, Apt Pupil, Bubble Boy, various X-Men movies, Cellular, House of Wax, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Bohemian Rhapsody, Urban Legends Final Cut. Damn. Everywhere. And I never even heard the name until I looked it up for this research. Interesting. Yeah. I think I've seen all those movies, but I've never known his name either. Nope. And now I'll never forget it. What was it again? Ottman. Got him. Ottman. Yeah. (laughs) Jim, is it that time to get the nicknames, nicknames, prick names? It is. Go for it. All right. Got David Arquette as Chris McCormick. Anybody have anything for him? Um, I just wanted to call him his character from Ready to Rumble. Gordy. Gordy. Yep. Yeah. I have the same. Which, Did- again, if you have not seen that movie, go watch it. It's great. It's so good. It's the blood diner of wrestling films. <laughs> yes. Like, everybody was like, oh, my God, the wrestler with Mickey Rourke is so good. Randy the Ram. He has a heart attack and dies. I was like, fuck that. That movie's sad and boring. I want to watch Ready to Rumble. I don't even like wrestling, and I love that movie. Did you know that David Arquette is a former WCW heavyweight champion? Yes, because you told me. I love it. I had no clue. Oh, yeah. So when they were promoting Ready to Rumble, they did the deathmatch triple cage from the movie. Diamond Dallas Page was there promoting him as a face because he started the movie. And Arquette famously betrayed him and took the belt up from the top. It was, it was awesome. You've it's, seen the movie, right, Jimmy? Yeah. I don't remember anything, though. <sighs> well, it sounds like you're overdue for a rewatch. Yeah. But pause in this episode <laughs> and we're going to go watch. Anyway, he's going to be in the new Shutter Creep show. He was in Scream 1 through 4, Never Been Kissed, and Hamlet 2. 
the only movie I've ever walked out of at the theater. And he said in an interview, he's only, quote, slightly afraid of spiders. Oh, all right. Slightly. So we're calling him Gordy? Yeah, Gordy. All right. Take us away, Jim. Who's next? Kari Werher? Wer? Werher? Werher? <laughs> As Sheriff Sam Parker. I kind of just want to call her Sheriff. <laughs> what was she in, Jim? Look at the All notes. All right. She Read was in so good. Anaconda, Thinner, Beastmaster 2, Through the Portal of Time, Married with Children, Swamp Thing. All 17 episodes. Oh. oh. Of the original, not the new oh, okay. streaming service one. And Hellraiser Deader. Yeah. <laughs> I like that it has a question mark. That does it in my notes. And then she voiced a bunch of shit for Marvel and DC in terms of vocal acting. So I thought that was wow. pretty cool. All over the place. Do you go read the rest of the trivia about she it? She uh, has a good healthy fear, but no serious phobia of spiders. All right. And had never played a mom. Her dad was a cop. She used him to keep the integrity of the badge. Huh. Direct quote from her. And I love it. So in the same interview where she talked about keeping the integrity of the badge, she's like, oh, yeah, I had never played a mom before, much less the mom of a 17 year old or whatever. And I was like, <laughs> look, lady, everybody ages. It's a perpetual thing. We're all doing it. Calm down. Any particular characteristics? Mm, characteristics? Like, well, that you would use to do a nickname. Sheriff Milf. OK, I was going to say Officer <laughs> Milf, but I wasn't sure if that was overly derogatory, but we can all agree. That's how right? they play her off in the show. Yeah. Like when she stops the dirt bike, guys, they're all like, oh, the hottest <laughs> sheriff in three counties or whatever the hell. Yeah. He was like, can you sit on my face, officer? <laughs> that wasn't clever. That was just but the guy wasn't meant to be clever. So, yeah, Officer Milf is fine. I'll run it by my wife. And if she thinks that it's sexist while I'm editing, I'll censor out every single time we reference MILF. <laughs> my wife is a MILF. We'll see if that stays in the final cut. Scott Tara as Mike Parker. Come on, guys. The page master. Oh, that's right. He's mm. on a bike. He's got glasses. He's got the uh, the quintessential 90s hair. He's a page master. He's a dork. I, I'm okay with that. Yeah, he's definitely an interesting character as well. Done. He played... Young Matt Murdock in the 2003 Daredevil. That's right. I was like, where is this kid from? I, blew my mind. What like, the hell? so fucking familiar. Yeah. And then he was in Motocross in 2001. Uh, don't think I caught that one. Yeah, it's so <laughs> weird. It overlaps so significantly with this movie, too. And he has no acting credits since 2010. Oh. Kind of blew your wad with this one, my friend. Yeah. This is the high water mark. <laughs> Motocross <laughs> down here. A rack attack up here. <laughs> Uh, so, Page Master, we're all in agreement. Yep. Chad. I mean, I'm going to forget it anyway, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. We simultaneously <laughs> agreed on Scarlett Johansson's It Is. Yes, Black Widow. Yes. It has to. Exactly. She played It's Ashley a movie Parker. about spider spiders, and she has a spider name in the Marvel Universe. So. Absolutely. Miss Romanoff. She didn't think she was afraid of spiders until somebody tried to hand her one, and she was like, I can't touch a spider. <laughs> <laughs> this was her 11th movie at the age of 17. Jesus. That's a pretty accomplished little lady. Yeah. And at the time that this movie came out, she was most recognized for being in Home Alone 3. <laughs> how fun. Wow. Shows you how times have changed. Yes. I still remember in Iron Man 2 when she does the Hurricane Rana and I was like, oh, I would give anything to be. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Dougie Doug as Harlan Griffith. What do you got for him? Wait, which guy's this? He's uh, the, the radio guy. guy. Oh, okay. Okay. Anybody? The news radio. How about that? I don't know. He's the radio. Yeah. Guy. 
I'm down with that. I well, mean, no, I want to call him Good Morning Vietnam. That's what I'm going to call him. Okay. He's more of a, what's that guy that does a late night conspiracy talk show? There's a, a few of them. I know which one you're talking about, like Coast to Coast. Coast right? to Coast, yeah. Ah, the God, name is escaping damn me. It. I listen to him all the time. I remember his fucking, the name of his show, but not him. What yeah. the fuck is wrong <laughs> with my brain? It's because I mentioned it. All it right. is. You did this to me. Oh. Machiavellian oh. schemer wanted me to look stupid on my own show. Whore. Anyway, none of the other people really matter, but I would like to note Tom Noonan is a goddamn treasure. <laughs> okay. He was Kane in Robocop 2, you know, the Frank Miller classic. He played Francis Dollarhide, and you're like, what? That's Rafe Vines, who spells his name Ralph Vines. No, it's not, bitch. Have you heard of Manhunter, <laughs> bitch? He played the Red Dragon Tooth Fairy in Manhunter, which if you ain't seen, you gotta see, because it's fucking crazy it's like half scarface half red dragon and it's full awesome he was also <laughs> ripper in last action hero he was in the x-files and he was in my personal favorite the ice cream ants wow no i'd never even fucking heard of that okay, until I, was I, was gonna say, I was gonna say wow i've never heard of that yeah when he plays ripper in last action hero that's yes. an um I, I would watch that movie so hard he's totally creepy in that one so good and that axe is so creepy right Ugh, i, love I feel it. bad for him yeah like his face is just a creeper type character for sure but he plays it great <laughs> he's like our friend from the hills have eyes who plays mercury whose yes. goddamn name i can't remember <laughs> ever but he's so nice uh hills have eyes. eyes it's ah god damn it <laughs> why is google doing this to me keep going somebody oh. distract Ha-cha-cha. the yeah jim <laughs> jump on the table and do your famous <laughs> tap dancing routine. Okay, you're leaving me hanging. <laughs> you leave me much to be desired. Mercury, Peter Locke? That's not it, you fucking... What the hell? Oh, he's Pluto? Mike Berryman. Is that him? Yeah, I thought he was Mercury. Oh, wow, yeah, yeah, I'm so guy. dumb. I'm such a dumb dumb. Yeah, he's this guy. He's not as bad as that guy. <laughs> no, for sure. But then this guy has like birth defects from like right. his dad working with radiation or whatever. But oh, super really? sweetheart guy. Yeah, dude. Oh. He's like the nicest fucking guy ever. Pluto. Why did I think it was Mercury? Oh, yeah, because I'm an idiot. This is all Chad's evil scheme to take over my show. <laughs> Jimbo, do you have a recapitation for this movie that can beat my original one? Bugs. bugs. Are spiders bugs? Are they arachnids? Does that count? I don't know. Oh, I think a bug is just a loose term for any kind of insectoid that has an exoskeleton so i guess i don't know imagine what a spider would look like with an endoskeleton that's terrifying (laughs) all right recapitation yeah so just what happens in the movie a sentence maybe a sentence with a semicolon in the middle of it so it's like kind of a comma splice all right toxic waste gets dumped into a lake and causes spiders to grow and infest a town and kill a bunch of people do they kill them though Yes. That's how it says PG-13, right? Because oh. I remember the way I remembered the movie was motherfuckers dying left and right. But then you watch it and you're like, do they? They really do. They do because when they're in the tunnel and David Arquette's like, my aunt is the only one that I could find alive. And he shows several of them sucked dry. Well, I guess that's a good point from the female orb weaver. Yes. But yeah. all the other yeah. ones. I guess they aren't going around killing them. They're they're taking them back yeah well not the other ones only the orb weavers are the jumpers are not part of the orb weavers cast cast yeah those all the ones that are like near the cave are the ones that get sucked dry 
Okay. So you're just kind of guessing that the jumpers are the ones killing all the other ones too. Did you see that female or weaver's ass? She oh, could suck I me did. dry. Am I right, dog? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something though. This movie would not happen just a few years before. Why? Why? Because Captain Planet, he's the hero. <laughs> Gonna take pollution down to zero. <laughs> Fuck. Ah, uh, what's the douchebag's name? Wade. Leon Rippy is Wade. He's looting plunder. Yes. Boom. Oh, Got him. That's good. All right. That was a great job, Jim. That was a, a perfect recapitation. Now let's see Chad ruin it by doing the yeah. play by play this week. So we oh, start out. Can I do the first line? Oh my god. Do you know fear? <laughs> I love it. It's so intense and stupid, and you know it's going to be hammed up, but right. I loved it. Keep going. Oh, you're not going to read the whole thing? Oh, God, no. I was starting oh, okay. to type it, and I was like, nah. <laughs> I, I put, do you know fear? And then I also put inside dope on conspiracies and aliens. And then he makes a joke about the moon landing, Oswald and Kennedy. And then he, uh, this is the best thing that he says. He's like, oh, yeah, and it's like a black man's vote counting in Florida, which this movie came out in 2002. You'll remember Hanging Chads from 2000. Hey! So good, dude. I love that joke. You know how many jokes I had just from that stupid voting thing? Ugh, oh, you poor guy. Yeah. Yeah. It was stupid. Ew. Anyway. So yeah, it starts out with the DJ kind of talking about conspiracies and you ha then cut to a trucker driving. He looks tired and a he's carrying a whole truck full of chemicals and the a rabbit runs in front of him. Is and it a wascoey rabbit? Yeah. It's just like a cute little white rabbit and he freaks out. And he like swerves to avoid a teeny little rabbit and a one barrel flies out and lands into a pond. Now, this is obviously better than the idea of them just taking barrels of toxic waste underneath a mall, right? Yeah. Right. Like, it's silly. It's slapsticky, but I prefer it vastly to the alternative. So keep going, Chad. Right. Then we cut to Joshua, who is the creepy guy. What did we name the creepy guy? We didn't. He's a creepy I just, guy. I was very reverent about him, so I don't... I, Let's we'll just call him Ripper from last action. Okay. Here. Ripper is collecting crickets near the pond and he's like all excited and he brings them back to his spider farm. And then bike, uh, the boy, what's the boy's name? Page master, bitch. God damn. Every time page master. <laughs> no, it's page master, bitch. Now. <laughs> oh, page master, bitch. Um, you see him riding his bike <laughs> past the pond, um, and the toxic spill. And he passes a sign that says exotic spider farm. Basically means they're strippers. Yeah. And he just walks in and <laughs> Ripper scares him and he's kind of creepy about it. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Puts his hands over his eyes and he's all silent. Yeah. Definitely child molestery. So the reason that the kid backs up into Ripper is because the Lycosa Narbonesis jumps at him uh, through the cage, hits the glass. And he goes, oh, backs into him. And he's like, I'm leering and creepy. And then you get a very topical reference for the time when the parrot squawks, I see dead people. Yes. Wow. And he's like, oh, it's his favorite movie. <laughs> I really, really wish that when Joshua died, he changed it to I see dead person. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like that was a great like thing uh, they could have done, but then whatever, they kind of phoned it in. Keep right. going, Chad. So Ripper then talks to Page Master Bitch and gives him a whole... <laughs> A whole description over all the spiders that he has, which is kind of weird because the boy seems like he's been there before. Yet he's like, hey, let me explain every single spider I have and how they eat their, you know, prey. So you got the spider with the trap. Yep. You got the 
the spider. jumping spiders. Yeah, there's a spider that's behind him that escapes. Right. The, the jumping spiders is where you get the first time where they say a rack attack. Yep. You get the the orb weavers, which are competing for the attention for the female, which is three times as big as they are. And then that's when Page Master's watch alarm goes off, and he's like, "Oh, I gotta go. See ya." And you think it's weird? I thought it was quaint and kind of. Not I won't say ingenious, but I think it's a very effective way of giving you the expository information. So you're a layman, but when you see these things happening later, you're like, oh, well, that's the jumping spider. Oh, that's the trapdoor spider. Makes it all relative so that you're not just like, whoa, what's happening? Right. It definitely sets up that you can see all the species, which is kind of cool. Later on, like in the parking lot scenes and stuff or yes. around the mall, it was like, there's that one. There's that one. Oh, and there's those. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's. I, I think that's what I was looking for more too. I love that part. I mean, people running across the parking lot and they're like, the trap spiders are like, boo. Just- <laughs> I, I love it. And also, tell me what you think of this. I think this was one of the ways you you all know. Everybody who knows me knows I'm very. I'm a huge proponent and advocate of tweener movies. Even if I don't like them personally, I think they serve a very serious role in introducing people to horror movies. This is a great movie to do that. And this mechanism, by explaining the spiders, you're not getting the shock and terror of being like blindsided by it. Imagine how much scarier it is if you're watching that guy try to get through the parking lot and then these creepy legs come out from this fake lid and he rips the guy and pulls him underground. Right. Versus, oh, this is that one. We're going to get to see it. It's like it's like watching pro wrestling. We're like, oh, that's this dude's finishing move. His finishing move is he pulls him underground. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. (laughs) <laughs> so then the page master bitch Leaves. gets called back home and he's yeah go ahead sorry go ahead no 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 I was stealing your thunder I, no. I just ranted about pro wrestling again for no reason fine <laughs> no okay fine we're gonna give it over to Jim Jim dude do it alright so he goes out page master bitch goes out and then <laughs> <laughs> that's the best organic evolution of a uh, nickname since princess flappy buns and yes. loved ones <laughs> and then the officer milf what yeah sheriff milf she catches him riding his bike home oh did we already go through he got bit no we did not no because he got the the well joshua yeah ripper ripper ripper's like looking for his his little spider at the top of a cage was slightly off and it's on his back and he gets bitten goes down and in the notes you say that the spiders are already crawling on the roof yeah they are as he's falling and knocking stuff over for the first time exactly and the spiders are just coming out of nowhere (laughs) My wife commented on it. She, I don't remember exactly what she said, but she was like, why are they already on the roof? They haven't been let go. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like kind of freaking out about that moment. And then, I mean, it's hacky, but I also kind of like it. I think they missed an opportunity with showing like spiders being malicious and planning. You know, it, it feels like Big Bob from Arachnophobia is planning. These ones just kind of feel like they're running amok. And I felt like when you start off, it seems like a concerted effort. It is a planned ninja stealth attack. And then the rest of the movie, they don't do anything with it. Right. Right. So keep going. Jim. The spider that bites him is uh pink toe tarantula. Aviculiara. Aviculiara from South America. My nice. daughter has it in a book of pink animals. Huh. It also has like a naked mole rat in it and a blob fish. Did you know blob fish? The reason they look like blobs is because of the depressurization and it effectively rips their tissue apart. Oh. But when they're actually underwater, they don't look like that at all. No. I didn't Super know that. Super sad. My vegan senses were like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, I love this. So after the initial incident with the bunny, it's one week later. And then after this incident with the kid 
and his mom, Officer Milf, being like, you're grounded. It, the title then goes, and another week later. Right. Super fun. I actually laughed at that. Well, we have, so another week later, and then Arquette is coming into town. He's going Mimi's on a bus. Yeah. And then he pulls up to the oil yard. And then that's when the old lady's like, we're not hiring. And he's like, but I am Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That makes perfect sense. Oh, shit, dog. That's all you had to say. <laughs> and so obviously they know each other and they hug and the dog's ripping at his leg. Super weird. Cute dog, though. Boston Terrier. Yeah. It was a very weird scene. Oh, yeah. The dog just bites him. But it's also his aunt, right? Gladys. Yeah. yeah was aunt it? Gladys is what oh, he calls okay. her. I don't know if it's just like the familiar that he calls him i don't know yeah it reminds me of movies like walking tall and like you know where it's like oh the hero's coming back home and everybody knows who he is and yes. it, there's so many movies that do that i mean going back even fuck rolling thunder back in the day if you ever oh, yeah. that one i do so super good movie right yeah it's awful have you heard of rolling <laughs> thunder that's a fucking horror movie if i've ever seen one this dude is in an internment camp or in vietnam right and he gets like released and he comes home and the town mayor gives him a silver dollar for every day he was in the captivity. And these dudes go to his house to steal it. Think they rape and murder his daughter, kill his wife, and they shove his hand in a garbage disposal. So then he teams up with a super young and attractive Tommy Lee Jones and they fucking murk those fools. <laughs> it's I'm awesome. Down. Hell yeah, let's do it. Another good wrestling movie. No holds bar. That's not a good wrestling movie. <laughs> it is a good example of why most wrestling movies are fucking terrible. But yeah, I'd watch that for sure with Zeus. The God. Yeah, Zeus's face. Every time I see it, oh, I just want to punch him. Oh, God. We, we could do, uh, what is it? It's Suburban Commando that has The Undertaker as a cameo, and he has the voice of a child. Yeah. Weird. Oh, um, yeah, we need to do here is See No Evil and See No Evil 2. Oh, the that's K right. movies. Yeah. Dude, what the fuck are we doing with our lives? <laughs> there are so many movies to do. That's one of the crazy things about this genre is like, you can do movies that are act like somebody actually was kind of critical of us on Facebook. It's like you're called slashers, but you haven't done a slasher movie. True. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. oh, awkward. <laughs> I feel I'm more the embodiment of a slasher. <laughs> so, Jim. Yeah, so, oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no. Chad, after you. So, David Arquette meets Aunt Gladys and she kind of says uh, the mines are closing. And yeah, so they're going to sell all of the town, basically. On the way home, this is where Mike runs into MILF Sheriff. I mean, page master bitch runs into his mom milf sheriff and deputy dumbass is what i named the deputy because he's in the pond taking out all of the toxic waste yeah i had called him doofy because he oh, reminded yeah, me it's of perfect. the guy from scary movie but yeah so he's taking it out the son sees that he's like oh it is contaminated he kind of figures out that's probably why the spiders are growing so big and he says he has to go warn ripper but he's grounded instead they get then in the it to dirt biking. Yeah. Wee. <laughs> Fucking wheelies, bitch. Uh, do you want to take over what happens with wheelies, bitch? <laughs> so there's a bunch of bikers going down the road as uh, Officer Milf. Sheriff Milf. Sheriff Milf. They're going down the road and they pop some wheelies and she'll, she pulls. Oh, she flips a bitch and pulls them over. That's exactly. Right. And um, uh, Scarjo, was she on the back of the bike? She yeah. was. Yeah. And then she was. So she was on the back of the bike and she gets off and she ends up being the daughter of the sheriff. I don't remember the name of the boyfriend, but all I remember, I call him Gilmore Girls in the notes because he's the guy who fucks Rory and Gilmore Girls. Oh, well, the only thing you really need to know is he's the mayor's like stepson. Yeah, that's it. 
And he pisses himself. But yeah. then he's like kind of redeemed. He has a weird character arc though. Cause like in the beginning, he's kind of like, oh yeah, sorry, Sheriff, don't worry. He's the nice guy. And then he ends up being the jerk. And then he kind of- rapist. Yeah, attempted rapist. And then he ends up being kind of like, oh, good. And kind of redeeming himself. I don't, see, he's just, he's good because he's a victim. He's not good because he does anything altruistic. Right. He doesn't like save anybody or do anything heroic. So that's one of the things that's very frustrating with him where- he gets tased in the balls and then he's just like <laughs> protecting himself the whole time. Like, if he really wants to be redeemed, he should do something prolific, but he never actually gets that chance. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. You know, he'd be a great candidate you know, to do like uh, the sacrificial death, like the ones about to bite Black Widow, ScarJo, and he's like, no. And he goes like balls first. He's like, <laughs> look, my cock was, would have saved your life in multiple ways. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Or because she tased him in the balls, he has no feeling. So when the spider bites him, he's like, this is nothing, and gouges it in the eyes, and they fall into a crevasse. <laughs> Let's rewrite this movie. Okay. <laughs> the, we, we open on a, a cold desert night. Anybody? I, I set the scene. Chad, what happens next? A comet. Meteor. Dude, I was going to say comet. Uh? We're so best friends. <laughs> Now, is it this? Uh, well, fuck. I'm going to hold on. <laughs> God damn it. Fill time. Fill time. God damn well, it. Well, I was going to say a meteor falls out of the sky, lands in the desert. Okay, and, and that meteor's oh, name God. <laughs> is Rhea M, a rogue comet. Uh, and it's only going to be on Earth for the next eight days, five hours, 29 minutes, and 23 seconds. You got to listen to every episode, fuckers, because that's a reference to Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> Whew. Oh, okay. Jake is off the chain tonight, fellas. Yes. Sorry about it. Jim wanted coffee, and I was like, coffee? I can give you some coffee. <laughs> so I busted out my Chemex. Tell everybody how good that cup of coffee is. <sighs> Divine. It is actually really good. You're, You're going to have to tell me what you put in here again. Not uh, right now, though. Just So if you've seen Midsummer, <laughs> I took a tuft of my pubic hair and some of my menstrual blood and put it in there as a spell to make you love me. Oh, I haven't seen it yet, but uh, I'm interested now. <laughs> <laughs> you had me a tuft of pubic hair. <laughs> so uh, ScarJo is on the phone with the fuckboy and she's like, hey, fuckboy, I know we were just together and you were in trouble with my mom, blah, blah. The kid unplugs it. I thought he was unplugging her phone so that he could plug in his dial-up internet. He was just trying to call Joshua. This is where you see that his body is covered in web. He is clearly dead. And then you see that the spiders have grown in size again because of the quote-unquote spider steroids, which he called those crickets that he was catching at the beginning. Yep. And they pull him off screen, which I thought was kind of a fun little effect. And then we go to the Prosperity Mall. Yep. Town is holding a town meeting. Or the mayor is holding a town meeting to trying to get everyone to sell and up and move so that they could dump chemical waste underneath the mall. Loot and plunder. And this is where you get the heroic re-entry of Gordy, who's like, nice, like I'm squinting from the corner. Everybody's like, oh my God, it's Chris McCormick. Yeah. He's back after 10 years. And he then, owns the mine. Yeah. One of those things where he's like the total badass, but he's still humble enough to ride the bus. And you're like, God damn it. What if God was one of us? Just a stranger <laughs> on a bus trying to make his way home. Oh. So this is where you get some needless exposition where loot and plunder chases him out. And he's like, you haven't been here in 10 years. And he keeps escalating. You were here when your dad dies. Keep escalating. And he turns him around. 
the fuck did you think was going to happen when you grab a guy and turn him around like that? Twice. Oh, my God. It's meant for being punched in the face. Yep. And this is where. But they also said his dad went crazy. He actually found like a huge gold vein in the mine. Uh, and so that kind of like leads to the fact that he doesn't want to sell the mine because he doesn't think his dad was crazy. Yeah. What is it? The Sierra Nevada load or something crazy like that? Or the Agua, Agua Mesa, Mesa load. Agua Mesa load. Yep. And so Sh Sheriff Milf handcuffs him. And then she lets him go and she's like, warning, warning. And Black Widow's like, Look you, at were that eyeball, ass. <laughs> you were eyeball fucking his ass, mama. And she's like, no. And she's like, that man's ass is the devil, mama. And she's like, no. And then they both make a joke that he, or no, that Officer Milf makes a joke that he needs a shave, which comes back later on. And then the best part of that whole scene is Deputy Doofus being like, all right, everybody, nothing's through here. <laughs> After they're already leaving. Yeah, they're already all gone. And he, yeah. Such a tired joke, but it works for me every time. <laughs> so we cut to Gladys and Gordy having breakfast just so you could hear more of the radio. They have a little bit of talk about it, but this is how you establish that Gordy knows what the radio show is. Because that comes into play later with Harlan. Yes. The next scene, Jimothy. Is this the drywall scene? Yes. Oh, it's the kid with the camera. Oh, yeah, yeah. I likened it to Home Alone 2 with the talk boy, where he has like this weird camera device where he's like doing selfies and whatnot. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. He overhears the sheriff on the phone. Wait. No, you're right. No, the, it the is cat, the cat The first. cat was before the breakfast. I'm sorry. Yes. Go ahead. You do the cat okay. scene. They're not my notes, so... Yeah, <laughs> apparently not my notes either. I'm just the one who writes them. <laughs> Whoopsie. So we go to Deputy's house, and the cat sees the spider legs in the vent. He goes in after him, and then the wife is uh, like, you going to feed the cat or whatever? Is that what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. And Well, then the guy... She, well, the guy's she goes doing... for the food. Yeah. And there's like a spider almost gets her um, in the cabinet. And then, which looked great, by the way. Yeah, yeah. That, that like the half lighting or like it's, the lighting conditions when they're one solid set of lighting is great. When the spiders are outside and it's just outside, it's great. When that spider's in the cabinet, just in the cabinet, it's great. The worst lighting we'll get into is when uh, the forklift scene, when there's those spiders, because <laughs> it's like half shadow, half fluorescent light. And it looks terrible. Keep going, Jim. Sorry. So they try to get the cat out of the wall with the, the cat food and then you hear it screech and then the most probably ridiculous <laughs> part of this movie. Which I love so much. <laughs> yeah. It is so dumb. It reminds me of like George of the Jungle and Mr. Magoo and those movies that kind of came out at that time. Yes. Is it, or is it like Tom and Jerry-esque? Yes. Oh, for, for sure. sure. Like if yeah. you hit a cat with a pan and it leaves like the face right. print, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, dude. So the cat's going crazy and there's all these noises going on and the, the paw prints in the, the wall and then the face and then... The best one's the spider's uh, stomach where you can see all of the legs sticking out of yeah. it. Yeah. Because it looks like kind of just a shattering piece of drywall. But if you know what you're looking for, you know it's a spider. Like, oh, shit. And then I don't remember how it ends. It just. They go up they to go the roof and there's the like roof. a light that's still there and it kind of makes like a electric oh, yeah, it goes, sound. Right. And that was the end of that scene. Yes. Yep. And right. I said, I, and now we're at breakfast. Yeah, this in my notes, I was like, this just this whole scene just reeks of gremlins. The sound <laughs> effects are gremlins. The mischievous nature of it, you know, the menace of the one in the cabinet reminds me. So, it, like, this is perfect. This is what I love. Like, you know, gremlins is, I think, probably, I struggle to think of a better example of a great tweener than gremlins. Yeah. Um, if it if it wasn't strictly a Christmas movie, I think it's it'd be more broadly accepted. But my point being. I think this is awesome. It definitely kind of captures that whimsy and you move on. Very similar, of course, to Evolution, which I think I've referenced a thousand times on this show. But I'm a Love big fan that of. movie. 
So then we go to the kid who's using the camera like it's a talk boy. He overhears the sheriff talking to the deputy about the cat being eaten. Then he finds out that his buck, er, buck, buck, buck. his bike has been handcuffed <laughs> to the water heater so he can't escape to Joshua's. Oh, my God. And, oh, yeah. I thought this was funny. As a vegan, when off, or Deputy Doofy is like, oh, he's crying. And he says that he's not crying. He's just lactose intolerant, which makes him mucusy. <laughs> <laughs> Reminded me of Super Dude from all that. You remember? He's lactose intolerant. You remember that? I do uh, not. I do. But I do Keenan remember Thompson. all that. I love all that. Oh, yeah? I did. Uh, everyday Friends with Pierre Escargot. Yes. There we go. That's the only one. Oh, then uh, what is it? Very important something with Mary Beth Dimberg. Yeah. yeah. Was that the bigger girl? Or no? Yeah, that's a nice wave, wouldn't it? Yeah. Hey, I'm a bigger man. She's that's hefty. Cool. <laughs> She's like baby Kathy Bates. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, that works too. All right. So then we go, oh, can we just hurry through this fucking scene? With the boy showing up to the spiders? Or which one? What? Isn't that the one? No, it's when Arquette pulls up to the sheriff's house and he's doing his rehearsal of like professing his love. Oh, yeah, yeah. The mom is having the The mom's having a talk with Scarjo. With, uh, yeah, Black Widow about boys, you know, always wanting one thing, blah, blah, blah. She's like, I'm not like you. I'm not going to get pregnant at 16 and have to stay in the stupid town. Typical, you know, and she refers to her as trailer trash sheriff. Yes, holy shit! And so the mom's like, "I didn't deserve that," and I was like, "I second that. (laughs) That was excessive, even from a guy with a foul butt fucking mouth." Yeah, it's not a knock on her; it's the town's trailer trash, and she's just a sheriff over them. But But yeah, clearly, yeah, it was a snub. (laughs) No, I know it is. And then Um, this is where Mama gives her the taser. Ooh, ooh. oh, that wouldn't feel good. Anyway, uh, yeah, and then that's pretty much the whole scene, except for he comes to the door. He's trying to tell her something. He actually never spits it out, but he says, do you want to have dinner? She's like, yes. Yeah. And when he like leans over the door, it reminded me completely of Buenos Nacho Senorita (laughs) from Ready to Rumble. Yes. And that's it. Oh, the best part of this whole stupid fucking scene is when he's walking back to his car and he slaps himself in the forehead and he's like, I picked him myself. What an idiot. (laughs) How many times have you done that in your life where you've like totally botched things with a foxy cheek and you're like, God, stupid. Never. Silver tongue chat over here. <laughs> that was a cunnilingus joke. Moving on. <laughs> so Page Master finally gets over to the Ripper's house and finds that it's covered in cobwebs. He keeps calling out for him and moving the webs and doesn't see him. And he's recording himself do the scene. He gets behind the house and sees that there's access to the mine and he finds the Ripper's boot. And then he sees the giant spider in the freaking mine. Right. And it's like, hey, fuckhead. You have a video camera in your hand. Why are you telling me that nobody's going to believe you? Use the video camera in your hand. Yeah. But he's so cool through this whole thing. He's like, eh, he's probably dead. No, like, super panic. Nothing. He's a man of science. I guess so. Then the boy meets up with Gordy on the road, and he picks him up, which is kind of weird. You're 80% correct. There's a brief scene with Gordy in the mine, which shows his like expertise. Then it goes. Oh on. yeah. And also, it's a little bit of banter with him and the guy who's worked for his dad, who ends up getting the spiders in the mouth later. So it's right, one of those right, things right. that makes you like that character. But that's what I mean. Eighty percent correct because it's a nothing scene. Move on. It's super short. Yeah, yeah. You're talking less than a minute for sure. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, he gets in the car with Gordy, even though he just got into town, and it's kind of strange. And he witnessed him punching the mayor, right? Yeah. So he's like, yeah, I'll get in the car with this crazy guy. <laughs> and it's weird that like he doesn't know who Gordy is. But then at the same point, when he goes to Sheriff Milf's house, 
the kid doesn't see him. So it's just kind of a happy coincidence. He talks to him about the spider piece of its exoskeleton at the foot. And he's like, oh, it's from a spider. But nobody will believe me. And he's like, why won't anybody believe you? And he's like, I don't know. Because reasons. Right. But, but he doesn't believe him. He says, oh, yeah, it looks kind of like a cactus. No. And then we cut right back to the mine that Gordy just left with the worker who has some issues with his water line, sucks up the hose. And then the spider legs start sticking out of his mouth. And then five tiny spiders crawl out of his mouth and two large spiders walk in. Right. And then he gets snatched off from stage right by two big spider legs. What did yeah. you think of it, Jim? It was disgusting. Love. I have a spider in mouth story. and It, it creeps me the hell out. Let's so my it. grandparents have a lake house or had a lake house out in the desert. Out in- Which sounds like you burned down after this happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so they they have a, like a quarter mile around lake and they they have well water out there. So they just pump the well water out of the Mojave River and they have this old ass raft that was like fiberglass around the side with a board on top and like some sort of cloth. And we would mess around and you go under it because you could breathe. It was like hollow. And so we would go out and just chill all day on the lake and we'd go under and we'd come back up and just chill on top of it. At some point, a spider like got on me and it like I didn't feel it. And it like, literally crawled across my cheek and like started <laughs> to go into my mouth. And it wasn't tiny, probably the size of a quarter. And I like spit it like <laughs> and like swatted it on the freaking raft. And like, yeah, I was done. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So this I'm never this going movie, outside again. <laughs> this mo- this scene brought that back give you the heebies and the jeebies <laughs> oh yeah the jeepers and the creepers i thought this scene was kind of weird because it's a huge ass hose and he's like i'm just gonna suck start it yeah. you're like, okay. uh, nope. <laughs> sorry fella if he can do it he could probably get a golf ball through a hose yes hey yo little bit of is it still called cunnilingus if it's on a guy no it's fellatio that's what it is fellatio fellatio humor <laughs> we're highbrow here we don't say blowjob humor <laughs> even though he was doing it on the job Right. So the kid sneaks home. Them's on TV. Mom blames the TV. And she says some very specific phrase about it, like some delusional fantasy brought on by pop culture, which the kid then smarmily says back to her. He's like, me, 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 me. <laughs> yes. Fucker. This is where we go to the mayor, correct? On the phone. With oh, with the ostrich farm. ass people. Yeah. And he's oh, like, can I bring up a point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she adds a week to the kid being grounded, but Scarlett Johansson isn't grounded for being reckless and stupid and calling her mom officer trailer trash lady yeah it's kind of taken aback by that that's that's inequity and i think it's brought on by sexism i will get more into that later i think she has a lot more hope for her son <laughs> yeah right he's she's like he's cause. actually smart yeah. <laughs> meanwhile the daughter she's like i'm gonna sell you to the russians who are gonna make you an infertile monster <laughs> according to joss whedon am i right age of ultron yeah that was a very specific reference sorry <laughs> yeah ostrich farm with gluten plunder on the phone and gilmore girls overhearing from the shadows yes the mayor's like on a phone obviously with some shady company that says they hired him to dump chemicals underneath the mall and he's like trying to get the whole town to be sold so that he can kind of just dump more chemicals into the mine for this company and outside ostriches start disappearing which is kind of uh fun basically they get pulled underneath by like the the hide spiders trapdoor spider yeah yeah and he hears something goes outside to check it you know all he finds is a pair of legs and then several 
more ostriches disappear right around him. Yeah. And it's kind of strange because he doesn't do anything and they cut to like another scene and there's you're like, no end to and it. And he doesn't care. He's like, okay, I'm just going to eat a burger. Like next time we see him, I think he's eating a burger, right? An ostrich burger. No An less, ostrich yeah. burger <laughs> in a, in the mall. And yep. you're like, oh, he didn't care at all. <laughs> he doesn't call the sheriff. He's not concerned. I mean, at the very least, because he's such a materialistic capitalist, you'd think that he would call the sheriff because of lost property. Right. Very odd. Yeah. But the scene is a good tension builder, but then it just does nothing with it, which is the frustrating part. Like you need that kind of cork pop at the end to kind of get you there. Exactly. Then we go to the DJ talking about the theory of all like the missing pets around because he's getting calls from everyone saying like dogs, cats, ostriches, they're all disappearing. And he's talking about aliens. And this is another point where David Arquette's like, hey, Gladys, you shouldn't be listening to that. And she's like, I should be listening to it because fuck you. Yes. This is where we go to... It's a direct quote you can find on IMDb. <laughs> this is where we go to Black Widow. I, I just... my This sentence is awesome. Scar Joe getting finger banged by Gilmore Girls. <laughs> Whoops. That's weird. Oh. Keep going, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, so she's making out with the mayor's son, and she says, stop, I don't think I'm ready to lose my virginity. And no, he says... She says, I don't think I want to lose it in the front of a pickup truck. And he's like, oh, why did you say so? I have blankets and we can just go in the back. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, and he says, classy. and I quote, I can't help it. You bring out the beast in me. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Yep. The fuck? <laughs> so I used to it's do how a bit, you do the line. Dude, years and years ago, <laughs> I did stand up and it, I wasn't very good. But one of the things I used to make a joke about was Bruce Springsteen and how like his lyrics while people hold them out as profound, like could never actually work. Like if you walked up to a lady and you were like, this gun's for hire. She would just look at you and be like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm not going to dance in the dark with you, you sick fuck. And this is one of those things where it's like, it sounds like a lyric of a song. Like you could definitely see the band Wasp. Like the song, they did the song Love Machine. Oh, okay. You don't know what that song is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just a love machine that one uh, no that's okay I, you're actually close it's oh. not that but you did find a song where it used that it's dramatically l-o-v-e nothing no oh dude i blink i this is a i would love if you're a fan of this show sh drop a line over to slasherspot at gmail.com tell us what your favorite wasp song is it's not white English action Protestant. It's a hair metal band and they're fucking hilarious. If you send me like a list of songs, I will listen to them once, but I will listen and then I'll try and relate them when you make a reference. Hey, Chad, what's your favorite <laughs> Misfit song? <laughs> oh, God. We uh, literally talked about it last week. Is there one with a waterfall? I don't know. What the no, fuck? Salt and Pepper? <laughs> nope. I don't remember any of them. I'm sorry. So she tases him right in the nad. Yes. Which... I think he'd be a lot, he'd be hurt way more than he is in this. Oh, yeah, He's just like, dude. oh, and falls on the floor, and then he's pretty much okay from there. He pisses himself, though, which is great. Yeah, that part's really fun. I don't know. When a guy gets handsy like that with a girl, maybe a little trickle of blood out the urethra is good. <laughs> also, can I make a gripe here? It should not be called a pee hole on a guy. It's a pee slit, right? <laughs> like, your dicks are shaped that way, right? Where it's not a, it's not a cylindrical hole. It's like a little slit that like opens up when the pee-pee comes down and... No, mine's like a straw. What? I'm just kidding. From all that docking you do. I'm cool. I know what the internet is. Gotcha. <laughs> Did I just break Jimmy? <laughs> like, I don't want to be on the show anymore. He's talking about docking again. All right. So Black Widow takes off in his truck, leaving him on the ground She's as he pissed himself. Thief. 
Yeah. But, you know, if you're going to be raped, I think you can take someone's car. Yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> that's a very fair rebuttal. <laughs> so as soon as she leaves, a bunch of the jumping spiders kind of appear on top of like the ridge where he is in the desert with all the dirt bikes. He freaks out, runs over to all of his friends saying like, dude, we got to get out of here. They're coming. No one believes him. They're just looking at his piss stain. He jumps on a bike. They all like. All the well, he jumps spiders. on the bike of the guy who's like, you pissed your pants, you fucking right. dork. And then he gets taken out by a spider. Right. And so you're like kind of rooting for Gilmore Girls at that point. You're like, yeah, you show that guy who's <laughs> pissy pants, don't you? Yes. And uh, this is where we start getting into the cool scene where the dirt bikes are all like taken off and the jumping spiders are chasing him down. It's crazy. There's a great one where the spider takes this dude down from behind like she's doing like a bulldog headlock from pro wrestling and the dude <laughs> goes like face first in the ground and flips but then the spider like doesn't land gracefully either. Really clever use of the way that like the mechanics on it were super fun and not what I expected even from you know a rewatch. You get the famous one from the trailer of the movie where the guy does what is what did I put here? Is it a, a no-legged can-can? No, yeah, no, no foot can-can slash switchblade to drop kick a spider. I'm cool. I'm hip. I played Excite <laughs> Fight 64 that had on the theme, on the soundtrack, I think it had some 41's fat lip on it. Oh. I don't know what's up. Yeah. Did you know that? <laughs> no. I barely, I can't believe I remember that, to be honest with you. So after he does that, he kind of crosses a road and Why'd right, you do that? He cuts right in front of a big old truck. <laughs> yes to avoid the spiders yes <laughs> he cuts Who off a truck to a rubber chicken <laughs> sorry chad okay he cuts off a truck the truck smashes one of the spiders on the windshield and then all of them jump onto the truck so he kind of stops to watch this all go down <laughs> the truck tips over hits a telephone pole knocking out all the phones to the whole town and the whole truck explodes uh, one of the spiders is jumping on top of it like making funny noises. It was kind of a weird scene that I was like, what the hell? And it walks out of the fire and it's very much <laughs> like a reference to the T-1000 and T-2. Right. Uh, but then it falls down dead with this cute little eh. and I thought that was adorable. <laughs> and you could tell, so Gilmore Girls is clearly not a badass because he doesn't just walk away from the explosion. He needs to sit and watch the explosion. Yeah. I, think, I know I'm not a badass because I would need to watch that explosion. My attention span is too short. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. And so after the one spider <laughs> dies from the fire, Six other spiders just walk through the fire like it ain't no thing, and they start chasing them down. We cut to Harlan on the radio. Yes. Wait, do we? That's what my notes say. Do you have something else? Well, he goes into the mine, right? I don't think he goes directly into the mine. He's, he's wheeling away. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Whatever. <laughs> I, my point was salient. So then it goes to Harlan on the radio, and Gladys is with her boss interior who scuttles down into the subterranean basement Jim, what happens? So the dog goes down to the basement and there's a big hole down there and uh, big old spider legs come and grab the dog. And this is where Sierra jumped. <laughs> oh, super hard. It was awesome. <laughs> I loved it. It made, made me laugh Jimmy super hard. Jimmy reading your notes telling you <laughs> when your wife jumped is great. Yeah, dash, dash, wife jump. I, I, I put that very often in the movies. But what's funny, I'm sure people are like, she never jumps at the end of the movie. That's because she's asleep, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> she does not make it through any movie unless she's taking notes to do The Descent. Hey, hey, Patreon exclusive for August. Yeah. Boop, boop, boop. Make sure to check out Slashettes. <laughs> Keep going, Jim. So Gladys goes down to check out the sound and finds the hole. She's like grabs a ski pole going in front of her. And uh, finds her dog's collar, and she goes into the mine. I love how everything is just connected to the mine. 
right like, like every, every single house. building has like a back door or underground cellar that right. connects to the mines every house is built on a mine shaft <laughs> it's it is the exact same movie as evolution except with spiders yes she goes through the mine and then there's a spider on the ceiling of the mine and it grabs her and then spins her up like <laughs> yeah. a cartoon I enjoyed that so. part. So I, I just looked to make sure. Yeah, Evolution came out in 2001. This came out in 2002. I think that's probably the, the thing that frustrated me the most is this. It, it, the comparison was so staunch even at the time. I think that's one of the reasons I was a little bit more cynical because I think I like this movie now as an adult more than I liked it then because I think that I've, you know, I just enjoy schlock in a different way. I agree, but I think Evolution's a far better movie than this one. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It, do you know, there, it was apparently originally Ghostbusters 3. Really? Yeah, and they huh. changed it. Interesting. I blew my mind too. I was like, that doesn't really make sense, but apparently so. And then that Dan Aykroyd has a cameo in it, and yes, I think yeah, the Reitman who directed it. But oh, interesting. Yeah, the more you know. <laughs> I met Dan Aykroyd once. He was the best celebrity I've ever met. I've met so many of them. May I tell an amusing anecdote? We have time. I will. So <laughs> years, I mean eons ago a band that i was in we found out we got a gig at the whiskey a go-go on the famous sunset strip so we're just sitting and we're over in front of the house of blues just talking about it like how excited we are this is so cool we're the first band from our town to do this what set list we're gonna do and dan Aykroyd's just walking across this like little bridge and he walks across the bridge so diagonally toward us and he's like how you doing boys and i was like what the actual Holy. fuck? <laughs> yeah. You just approached moi <laughs> on a day where I'm already on cloud nine. And I was like, that was, I wasn't, I don't want to say I was just starstruck because I, I usually don't get starstruck. I was just so like giddy with happiness. Is that a fair, like, oh, he for was sure. so fucking nice. It didn't even occur to me that he was like a celebrity. It was just like, he's so nice and I'm already in such a good mood. This was like the best interaction I've ever had. So Dan Aykroyd. I highly doubt you'll ever listen to this bullshit little podcast, but if you do, you're my favorite celebrity I've ever met in person, and I challenge any celebrity to do better. We're going to be at Midsummer Scream. There's going to be a lot of celebrities there, so the gauntlet is thrown, buttfuckers. Jim, what happens next? So Arquette goes and comes down. Was he at the house? Or he comes to the house, whatever. Right. Goes down, finds the hole somehow, and starts crawling in. (laughs) (laughs) He hears his aunt making, like, moaning noises. Oh, here's the sound. Yeah. So he goes down and then he finds a giant spider leg. Yep. Yeah. Why was that there? It. Th- I think he said like they shed it like the, the exoskeleton or something. Oh, right? okay. They do shed. Yeah. Well, you ever watch a time lapse of a tarantula shedding its skin? Oh, yeah. Terrifyingly awesome. It's like, is it called molting? Yes. Is that kind of like, like a... Like a snake? Like the way a bird does, yeah. Lobster or something. Shedding. Yeah. And Or as I like to said, refer to lobsters, sea cockroaches because that's what they are. Yeah. yeah. They're Tasty delicious. Tasty cockroaches. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit of garlic butter. Mm. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> okay. I'll remember this next time I watch the movie Mimic. <laughs> Dude, I would eat one of those bugs. Ew, you sick bastard. <laughs> That's why you always shit liquid. <laughs> <laughs> That's an autoimmune disease. <laughs> Sorry. That was ableist of me, I think. So he finds this giant spider leg. He says, this ain't no cactus. <laughs> yes I, I put that in quotes yes i did because it's so stupid so he crawls out and he goes over to the sheriff milf's house and wants to talk to the kid the page master page bitch. master bitch which is really funny because he's like he likes this the sheriff and he's like no screw you i really need to talk to your kid and you're like what 
okay. She's like, all right. This is in a beautiful <laughs> era, too, where the kid's like, I have this. I've made a spider analysis. <laughs> clicky, clicky, clicky. It does the ratio clicky. Oh. This would be this big. Compared to a human. Yeah. I love so how awesome. all these speci- how specific the the program is. For sure. Right. And that 3D rendering, I'm like, this fucking kid? Mm-hmm. Like that <laughs> wasting your time, buddy. But anyway, so they're talking about the spider analysis. The mom's kind of naysaying. And then when Black Widow gets out of the shower, oh, uh, you yeah. see through the window. And at first I'm thinking maybe Gilmore Girls is like gonna come, you know, hey, like, hey, save me. I pissed my pants and I've been running from spiders all day. Not what happens. The big old spider comes out. Those Which I think is an orb weaver because it correct. it uh, shoots its web all over her. Which <laughs> shooting the web from this spider looked really funny because like doing pelvic thrusts. Ejaculate. It was like, <laughs> but it was pretty great. The image of the legs coming in through the window. Yeah, Perfect. that was actually I really nice. That. I like that. It was very good. Yeah, and as a guy who's seen orb weavers up close, like I thought that was one of the cooler like, designs, and they even got the the end of the legs right because they kind of hook. Super cool. It, Totally distracted me from the fact that this lady has a POD poster on one wall, a Lincoln Park poster on another, and an American badass Kid Rock poster <laughs> on the other wall. Uh, yeah. So basically, she screams, and it brings up the sheriff, the boy, and Gordy. And Gordy starts fighting off the spider, trying to help, grabs uh, scissors from the boy. Yeah, he uses a wooden chair like you would a lion tamer. Right. And I was like, bitch, you want to use a steel chair. That's going to be effective. <laughs> and the sound effects yeah. for that. Yeah, right. It sounded like uh, uh, Jackie Chan doing those kung fu boards in Ready to uh, yes. Rumble in the Bronx. Yes. Ready to Rumble in the Bronx. That's the mashup movie I need to see. <laughs> <laughs> and then Gordy gets squirted all over, too, and gets stuck to the wall. And then Sheriff Milf comes up with a shotgun and just saves the day. Doesn't somebody's hand get get webbed to the wall? Yeah, that's Is it this David. hand with yeah, his, he has the scissors. With the scissors and it's like splat. Like yeah. <laughs> very precise. Yeah, yep. it, it reminds me of when Dwight throws the scissors to Michael. Or was it no, it's it's Aaron who throws the scissors to Michael when he's opening the saber box and he catches them and they're like, Oh, it's so dangerous. But this reminds me of another point. At the town hall meeting, yes. one of the ladies says something about it's a meeting not wwf i will have you know that the wwf became the wwe may 5th 2002 so this movie was dated at the time it came out wow huh. the more you know keep going we're all the way <laughs> down my notes oh jesus uh sheriff blows the spider away she calls deputy dumbass and says hey you really need to get all the guns and bring them to my house. Yeah, all of the guns. All of the guns. And Gilmore Girl finds the den with the cocoon bodies. And what's cool is you see the giant legs of the, you know, the mama spider going by, but you don't see the whole spider. Right. Really like that. It's your breadcrumb. You know this has got size and intensity. And then when you actually see her later on, she's not a letdown. Like they did her well. Yes. Yeah, cool. I agree. So the deputy pulls up to the house, right? And there's a spider on the roof of his car. And the sheriff is like, blam, blam. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah. He shoots up, right? And yeah. then is that that's the one where it like drips on his face. He's yeah. like, that's a weird look on his face. Oh, yeah. It's a very weird scene. Like, he doesn't move yet. It like drips almost in his mouth. And he's just like, oh, I'm going to sit here. Yeah, it's very weird. Yeah. And so then the gal saves him. But then Arquette saves her from the two spiders on the roof. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it, it reminds me so much of Wonder Woman. Where it's like, 
the girl can save someone, but it's the man who saves the day. Am I right, fellas? <laughs> well, Steve Trevor saved America. You're on your own. What? Have you seen that movie? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I hate that ending. I'm like, yes. what the fuck? Just let the woman be the hero, you <laughs> c- I wasn't saying uh, it about her. I was saying it about Steve Trevor. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to censor that. Oh, God. Uh, I was trying to be a feminist, and I turned into an asshole. Well, it was nice doing this podcast with Seriously, you. Seriously, they're coming for me. <laughs> Wrap it up, boys. I, can, I smell tiki torches. <laughs> this is where we jump to the barbershop? Yes. Yeah. We jump to the barbershop. The guy is watching. One of the guys is watching TV. And he can't hear. And what was the guy, the barber's name? Do we have a name for him? No. Bob, Barber Beefcake. Think... It's a WWF reference. <laughs> so anyway, uh, he's sitting yeah. there and he's just yelling at his friend. And then he's his... yelling at him to turn the TV down. Yeah. And the guy's like, can't fucking hear you. Fuck yourself. And then the spider catches him. And then that spider, along with another spider, wrap that dude up, which is kind of interesting because you'd think it's a dog eat dog, spider eat spider thing where they're trying to impress the woman that it would only be one of them. So the fact that they're teaming up at all kind of reminds me of like a survivor thing where we're going to be enemies <laughs> at some point. But we're going to have a temporary alliance. You know what I'm saying? Jim that, knows what I'm saying. Was there another spider? Because I feel like he was like a, a different guy. He, he it went, was a different he went guy. To, he went out to try to open the door and this key was stuck and he turns around and there's a guy getting spun on the ceiling. He's like, Bob? Right. Yeah. So it's the one from behind him and then another one teams another up one. with him. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. And so then the deputy pulls up. Blah, blah, blah. Nope. 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 Yep. The, uh, yeah, did we say that the sheriff and all of them are going to the DJ to trying to warn the whole town? Yeah, so they infiltrate his trailer and he's like, what are you doing here? And he's like accusing them of being the man and he doesn't believe them. And I love the fact that he's like, wait, you believe in aliens, but not spiders. Yes. That was great. And then the giant tarantula shows up. Love it. Where he's like the tank and they pull the Jurassic Park. The kids, the page master's like, don't you fucking move. <laughs> I don't want to fucking die here. I'm, I'm still a virgin. <laughs> yep. Nobody tried to finger bang me in the front of a truck in this movie yet. <laughs> you know how hard it is to whisper like that? That is an awful feeling on my throat. Really? Somebody take over. I have to <laughs> The tarantula politely. tips over the trailer. They then escape out the top and take off towards the mall after they warn the whole town to go to the mall. This is where the whole town is like kind of sitting around their various parts, listening to the radio going, yeah, they're just crazy. It's just the normal show. And then spiders start popping out everywhere because they're nocturnal. Exactly. It was awesome. <laughs> I love that the, the diner uh, being attacked and the yes. when they get inside and then the, the one spider that jumps on the stuffed deer head <laughs> is like, <laughs> it shoots out a yeah. tuft of hair everybody <laughs> and just like the punching that he does of it where it's like oh yeah super funny and i love that the dude when he's escaping to try and avoid the trap door spider just throws a ladder over it right but they also cool. gave him like indiana jones music yeah it was pretty cool well i don't think it's appropriate because indiana jones is an incidental hero who does nothing heroic <laughs> but this guy's a hero <laughs> god damn it it's jake's hot takes oh so anyway, the mayor's eating his ostrich burger in the mall, loot and plunder. And he's like, that's the best ostrich burger I ever had. <laughs> he's like, it's quiet in here. And the lady's like, yeah, you dumb fuck. It's always quiet in here because this town is dying. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's why I want to irradiate it with nuclear waste. <laughs> Nuclear. How about that? Perfect. So as he's walking out to his goddamn car, he sees a biological bunch of waste, but that's cool. How about. <laughs> Fuck off, Chad. I was making a topical 2002 reference when George W. would go around and be like, Nucular. Because that's how it's spelled and pronounced in America. 
So all the townspeople then start going to the mall. And in the car, you get David Arquette saying, ah, there's spiders from Mars. There's your David Bowie reference, fuckers. It's Who's that? No, I'm just kidding. You <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. And then Harlan starts yelling invasion, invasion. You see the spider sounds. So the spider sounds in this scene really kick off to a whole new level of like cutesiness and like funny. And like when they splat, it's like, right. They add a lot of like character to the spiders with this. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's a good time to do it because if you didn't, this is a very overwhelming scene, but it becomes more comical, easier, breezier. You get to kind of move through it. No gore, unfortunately, but fortunately, if you're trying to show this as somebody as a tweener, and again, the kid sees the pandemonium and says, Iraq attack. So you get it again, that reinforcement that's completely disregarded because the film doesn't have that name. <laughs> so they have the plan to amplify the signal of the mayor's cell phone because the mayor is the only person with a cell phone in this fucking scene <laughs> using the radio tower. That blows my mind. Yeah, yeah. very strange. When I you, did not have a cell phone at this time. Yeah, In the inevitable remake of... Like a freak, which is bound to happen because Hollywood's run out of ideas. I can't wait to see how they kind of get around the whole only one person having a phone device. So uh, they all barricade themselves in the food court. And then what happens? Jimothy. This is where the tarantula approaches. Oh, oh yeah. It steps on the one of the little spiders. Yeah. Splat. <laughs> yeah. I love that because they're not on the same team. It's all just chaos. So it, it kind of reinforces that idea. It's very different than other invasion type movies. So it, it kind of just tears apart that metal door that they dropped down and leaves a big old ho- hole open and then some dramatic pause with all the all the people with all their their weapons and just standing there. And then all the other or the, the spider backs out. All the other little guys just start rushing in. And that is when do we cut to Arquette up on top with Harlan? It cuts to it a few times. I would like to, to point out that there is a guy with a hockey mask and a chainsaw who gets killed. Yes. Which yep. I was, Seeing him was like, yes, and then he dies, and you're like, well, fine, and that plays in later because Deputy Doofy ends up taking the chainsaw, does very little with it. Right. Uh, There's a scene where the roll cage comes down, and he's on the other side of it, and the legs are coming over, and he just cuts off the legs, and they all goop him. Yep. Reminded me of the slime from the Kids' Choice Award, and then we go up. You have Harlan up on the roof. He's like, I can't take heights, so I'm just going to jump from a crazy height. Makes no sense. Lands in a bush from multiple stories up, completely fine. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty cartoony, but that's fine. Later on, our cat zip lines into the vent system, and screaming. The spider coming down is like, see, like, it's just, it gets really silly at this point. I laughed out loud at that part. I, oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And when he said eight legged freaks, I like, I kind of shook my head and chuckled, like, they, that's what did it. Could you imagine being the guy in like the art department? You make this cool poster. A rack attack. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, hey, this asshole was hanging on to an antenna uh, for six hours during filming and he just yelled eight legged freaks. So why don't you redo all this marketing material? <laughs> yes. It was his best delivered line of the whole movie. Undoubtedly. He does a great scream. Like he does it in all of his movies. Foreign objects. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then the Gilmore Girls is in the mine. The mayor finds him and tries to steal his motorbike. Then gets taken off by these damn spiders. So then Gilmore Girls drives off on his motorcycle and kicks up a bunch of dirt into the spider's mouth and it coughs. And like I mentioned earlier, <laughs> the spider would not be having the same kind of respiratory system. It's not capable of coughing, hiccuping, or sneezing, but it's cute that he does. Super cute. We'll just say it's like a mutation, right? Yes. 
all the townspeople are also heading to the caves or mines, whatever the hell you want to call it, because all the other spiders are chasing him through. Yep. The barber gets killed after he wieners out for like the third time watching people die, which is awesome. I'm glad to see him go. Gilmore Girls shows up as they're using the forklift to get into the mines. And this is where you see the worst spiders in the movie because of that dual lighting situation, which is bad. Everybody shoots those spiders behind him. And Scar Joe, Black Widow, isn't like, hey, mom, this guy tried to rape me or anything. It's just (laughs) like, okay, we're all kumbaya and copacetic now. Very odd. Yes. Hey, whatever. Fear is aphrodisiac. Hey, that's true. (laughs) Like, look at the movie Speed. Or Sandra Bullock oh, wants yeah. to <laughs> do some Kegels on Keanu Reeves' nose in that movie. Hey, it's Keanu Reeves, man. Dude, I would do that. I'm there, too. I'd Kegel the fuck Woo! out of his nose. Arquette leads everyone into the mines, and he's like, I know where everything is. And so he gets the bright idea to take them down into the methane gas area. <laughs> There's the custodian around, who is this nerd who kind of looks like Bubbles from Trailer Park Boys. Chad, yes. you probably still haven't watched that, right? Nope. Jim, have you ever watched that? No, I haven't. You've I've old... seen the guy, though, like on the yeah, cover. Yeah, I know who you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> Super funny. And so uh, as I'm watching him, every time he says something, I just said it out loud in my bubble's voice, which was great. And so he gets into the web. He switches his glasses. And then, boom, there's a spider. Love it. One of those scenes that pays off because he'd already done that gimmick earlier where he has the glasses and he switches to the other glasses. And that's how he sees that the mall's being swarmed. Good payoff. I'm glad they did the comedy in twos rather than in threes because you could see something like that being really redundant. Yeah. Then what happens? David Arquette uh, sees a bunch of the, what do you call them, power lines, I guess, in the cave. He says, we have to follow these to a generator. He then gets the bright idea to break one of the lights. Bright idea to break a light. Is that intentional? Nope. Good. (laughs) And he uh, sticks some matches in it. And so when they start the generator, he plans on like blowing up the cave. Uh, So, but he finds the mayor alive, all wrapped up and saves him, right? Yes. And then he says, oh, my aunt might still be alive too, which is kind of ridiculous because she's been in there a very long time. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it all happens over the span of like a day. So it's not that terribly long of a time, but yeah. Right. But everyone else in that cave is already dead and sucked dry. So she's kind of haggard and she smokes. I guess she's not. I wouldn't want to eat an ashtray person. True. True. (laughs) (laughs) She's already half desiccated. Right. Exactly. So (laughs) he like carries off the motorcycle without turning it on, which I was like, ah, that's clever. He's not using the ignition and thus he's not lighting up the methane. Finds Gladys and he says that she looks like an angel because she's, you know, surrounded by gold as if she was like the Virgin Mary. And the gold is the gold vein. Agua (laughs) Mesa Malode. (laughs) You dumb fuck. Malode. Malode. So uh, Gladys, speaking of dumb fucks, she tries to light a cigarette in a methane gas mine. You'd think that given the (laughs) fact that she works for the mine company, she would know not to do that. And so. You know, they've already established she can't shoot the gun. You don't want to blow everybody up. I thought his reaction to her trying to light it was kind of mild. Oh, yeah. yeah like, dude, he's very nice to her. You're all about to die. He's and like, he's hey. like, oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> you scream on a zip line, but not this. Weird. <laughs> yes. But yeah, earlier, there's a guy who's supposed to try and shoot the spider, and then he uses the or the crossbow. Yeah. The Here, was catch this. Mil- exactly. And so we've already established you can't use the gun. So when Big Mama Spider, the orb weaver, comes out, you're like, oh, God, we can't use the gun. And he pulls out the perfume, which Page Master presented earlier and was like, hey, they have a very sensitive sense of smell. 
and they, they this will confuse them. I fart on spiders all the time. Never noticed that. <laughs> you ever fart on a spider, Chad? No. Just try it. It's liberating. All right. Chad, with how much you fart, it's well, that's true. A near I probably have, but you know, I have not noticed. Not directly onto one. You've like wafted fart juice over there. Correctly. Okay. <laughs> so then the spiders confuse. Gladys takes a football player's helmet mm-hmm. and he's, she's like, you don't need this anymore. I'm convinced that that was in order to keep this movie PG-13 because the MPAA would probably require that <laughs> everybody wears a helmet on the bike. Wow. I truly think that's why. That might be. So as they're going, the daughter uses the taser to light the generator. So it sets off the line, which does not make sense, but it lights the matches with start the explosion. As it's happening, they jump and hero shot yeah and the spider is screaming and the scream sounds like a woman and he says adios consuela because that's the name of the spider he's the ripper guy actually says what meets consuela to the little boy that that's the actual name of the spider oh really yeah how does he in the very beginning i have no idea okay (laughs) unless the boy told him but i don't remember the boy telling him that just making sure because i was like that doesn't ring true to me at all no idea and then Harlan does the voiceover at the end. Jimbo, you want to take us off through the rest of the movie? Yeah. Well, do we get the we get the emergency services come too? Oh, right. Yeah. Like Very all the guys show squad. up, and they're, yes. are they're like, like where's they think it's an alien invasion or something? Yeah. Right. They're because they listen to Harlan or whatever. Right. Well, it's, it's so that's what I mean. Like at the end of Monster Squad, which we always have on our desk if you watch on YouTube because it's my favorite movie of all time. There's Eugene writes in Cran like you know the bad you know there's monsters coming. Dear army guys, like please send help. And so at the end of the movie, the army shows up and he's like, all right, where are they? Where are the monsters? Blah blah. And so that's very much like with this because when Gordy is on the phone tower and he's using the phone, he's like, hey lady, there's spiders. Blah. And she's like, ha ha, fuck you. And he's like, no, but seriously, blah. And so when they actually come at the end, I took that. I don't think it's a direct reference to it, but it's the same exact thing that happens. So I guess it's plagiarism. (laughs) (laughs) Keep going, Jim. Yeah. So we get the voiceover at the end of Harlan. And then Arquette Arquette opens the the gold mines. And uh, we get a zoom in on Harlan's teeth as uh, like the end scene. And he's got got some uh, gold. I honestly didn't even notice that. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I noticed the teeth. But I didn't like it didn't register that he didn't have to before. So Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> his character, his face looked like Jermaine Clement in Moana when he's the giant's uh, crab covered in gold. Shiny. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I was like, hey, that's a very interesting expression. And boom, credits. Like I said earlier, no setup for a sequel whatsoever. And certainly no setup for a squeak will. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Had to do it. <laughs> Did you notice that the credits, there's a tribute to Louis Arquette, Don Devlin, and Pilar Cerveris? No. Louis Arquette famously is, he plays Jimmy King's dad in Ready to Rumble. He's the Cardinal in Little Nicky. He's in Scream. Don Devlin was an actor in Blood of Dracula, and he was the producer of Witches of Eastwick, which is kind of a terrifying movie. And Pilar Cerveris was actually once married to Don Devlin before marrying Don Cerveris. She was in the Alfred Hitchcock Hour, Star Trek, and the original Wild Wild West, Jim West, Desperado, Toronto. Rough Rider. <laughs> no, you don't want nada. Anyway, fellas, this is fun. Jim, is this a classic, a tragic, or a tragic? Go. Classic. Chad. Classic. I say classic. I was. I. I it's a. It teeters on the edge of a tragic. For like, sure. 
it's a it's a straddler. But here's the thing. This movie, compared to Arachnophobia, you can't in good conscience say that Arachnophobia is a classic without acknowledging that this movie in its own way is similarly a classic. Reason being, at least this movie has somewhat of a distinguishable story structure. At least this movie tries to tell a story and have something different. Literally, Arachnophobia is Jaws with spiders. Right. And this has, a, I think, a higher rewatch count. Like, you can watch this one once a year. Arachnophobia, I don't even think you could watch that once a year. In fact, I'm going to go rewatch it again because my wife did not get to finish it. Oh. And and she wants to. So I'm going to go watch it for the third time in like four days. Nice. That's crazy. (laughs) That's more than the last 17 years, I imagine. Yeah, it is. (laughs) So this is a movie where there's enough going on to where if you want to pay attention, you can get something out of it. If you don't want to pay attention, you can just leave it on and talk to people or do whatever you have to do, chores around the house. And when you look up at the TV every so often, you'll see a flaming spider or somebody being wrapped in silk. And there's enough going on to where it's fun. And I'm not saying that it's high art, but it achieves what it sets out to do. I'm not laughing at it. I'm always laughing with it. And I truly think this movie kind of got fucked over by the release schedule. Like I said, like look at the movies that it was like the contemporaries. That money is going to be better spent on movies with a bigger budget, more accredited actors. I mean, it didn't really stand a chance. And I'm kind of glad that it seems to have this kind of resurgence online. And tell me, are you surprised they never did an Iraq attack to like direct to DVD, even with this being a flop? Oh, yeah, for sure. Or even if like sci-fi picked it up and just have a whole bunch of those. That'd be super fun. I think, you know, David Arquette is he ain't available. doing anything. <laughs> yeah, he's getting smashed with halogen bulbs in his deathmatch pro wrestling. Look it up. It's really fun to watch. So, guys, is that it for this week? I believe it is. All right. Jimbo, do you want to use your very catchy send off? <laughs> Eat my shorts, fuck boys. And Chad. Enjoy killing time until next week. And for Jim, for Chad, for Brian, wherever he may be, for my wife, who's probably already asleep. I am Jake, wishing you a happy day and telling you to go out there and do something you love. And remember that all work and no power play makes Jack a dull boy. Cut. Everyone's having fun. Was this a good episode? I realize I'm talking to a laptop when I should be working during a nine to five, but here's the thing. When I finish editing an episode, I get terrified that if I don't save it in three different formats, in three different locations, that all of my work will be gone. So I'm doing an impromptu recording session to cue in Rat Bat Spider with their song, We Are Vermin. They are currently in the studio trying to write songs for their next album called Day of the Rat Bat Spider, and they're going to be playing Wendigo Fest in Manitowoc, Wisconsin, October 4th through 6th. You can check that out at wendigofest.com. You can find them on Reverb Nation, and they actually have an origin story. Uh, Pretty great guys. They are available on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, and this is their song. Or I should say, this is Rat Bat Spider with We Are Vermin. Which is, it, you know, spider. I was able to work it in thematically. You should be very happy. Uh-huh.